I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where we look at the things that we loved when we were younger and ask the question, is this good? I'm David Luzader, and with me, of course, probably for the last time, because I'm going to fire him after what he made me watch this week, is Nick <laughs> Shermooksness. Nick, hello. Ah, uh, crap. I, my laughing gave me away. I was going to like have like an extended like pause, just to sort of be like, "What, Nick, where are you? Just the... Uh, it's like this is what the show is like when I'm not here, and then you're like you're gonna fire me anyway. So, and uh, yeah, that 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 bit worked and, out real well for you. It, it uh, yeah. I shouldn't explain my jokes more. No, that but less. Hey, I should uh, explain my jokes less. <laughs> um, how you doing? Anyway, how are you? I'm 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 actually doing great, David. Uh, it's a special week. Uh, on a personal note, my fiance is finally arriving in the united states that always sounds weird when i say it but i promise it's not like your your fake girlfriend from canada is finally going to be here actually from france but also real from french um (laughs) from from french canada so anyway that's 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 really cool that's very exciting i'm in a pretty good mood and that's that's about all that's going on i mean that's a big deal that's it is a big deal yeah, congratulations. Hello. Thank you. What about what about you? Oh, just stuff in my brain full of knowledge. Uh, uh, people may, may not know I'm studying to be a teacher right now, and I'm taking the praxis exam soon, and got to make sure I pass it. So I'm stuffing a lot of American and, and world history and government and uh, economics just all in my brain and hoping at least enough of it doesn't fall out that I can pass the test. Well, you have to pass the test, but then you also have to remember all of it so you can teach yeah, but, the next generation of humans. But, but from then, like, I have time. to Like, I have time to learn it. I'll be able to lesson plan. I'll have a curriculum right. I have to follow based on what level I'm teaching. This is That's like, true. I got to get all of it in there just to get through to that point. It's true. You know what, though? Praxis sounds a lot like, like an alien race from Zathura or something. You I mean, it I mean? really does. It's, that, it's the yeah, exit it really, there. It's it's like a it sounds like a really good name for aliens that we now can no longer use because it's an educational something <laughs> or other. Anyway, you're the future teacher. Uh, glad to have you here, David. I mean, this is your show, but uh, I'm, it's it's our show. I don't know. You, what's you, you did I'm, just suddenly like, and I'm in the driver's seat now. So here we go. Yeah, I just I just wanted to be assertive. Well, I mean, if anything, I can be a little assertive because this week I brought the topic. You did, you did, Nick. And why don't you why don't you introduce it? I'll let you take it from here, just because I've been I've been drained watching this thing. We can't stall any longer. Let's get to it. Uh, so the topic is King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Oh, I guess I'll read the description. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's, that's your part. That's your uh, part. I get. We, we all have our roles. It's true. To play. It's true. It's true. After King Arthur and his knights of the Round Table go missing, Merlin summons a team of quote good men from the future to take their place in Camelot to oppose Morgana and her warlords. Only once Morgana is defeated and King Arthur restored can they return to their own time. That's the brief version of i'm skipping a lot of details that i think are really relevant for people to know i think they'll come up in conversation because yes there's a lot of uh, there's surprisingly for what you would think is a fairly simplistic show it's actually pretty deep maybe unintended i maybe uh, not actually but but uh there's there's, there's a lot to dig in here well this is the part we get to our own personal histories with the topic nick you brought this here I'll just ask why. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've brought the sh- this show up on our show in the past, and certainly when you asked me to to co-host this wonderful podcast with you, you know, I, I had a moment thinking through the things that I loved as a child that I hadn't really reflected on in a long time. And King Arthur and the Knights of Justice is the show that, I mean, 
like I, also on on the podcast like i've definitely talked about shows where it's like yeah i watched it and then it like i moved on with my life and in many ways i did move on from my with my life after watching witnessing some might say king arthur <laughs> being and the exposed Knight of Justice. to uh, um, but it's a show that comes back to my thoughts every once in a blue moon uh and usually fondly like to be clear like i really have not watched this since i was a kid maybe when i was a late teen or early 20s i realized that the episodes were on youtube and maybe watched like 30 seconds but otherwise it's been nothing uh so it felt like a good topic to bring up because child nick thinks this show is great but what does adult think nick we're gonna find out what does adult think nick nick ad- adult nick think see what, what this show has really... done to us people oh my god what it has done oh, gosh yeah this is a show that David. You, you, you've even no. brought up in our own friendship over time i've only heard right. of this show from you i'm pretty sure i have i have like been like david i have like a great idea to reboot king arthur and the knights of justice or something Probably. it went on like a long like 30 page text about how i would update everything and obviously make it darker and more gritty and realistic because right, right why not so so david just to be clear you, you said that you have no history oh none at all no i had never heard of this show until you said it offhand to me years ago i never looked into it never had an interest maybe to look further into it i mean the name was intriguing i'll give it that king arthur and the knights of justice uh if you had asked me what it, what this was about i would have thought like oh it's a cartoon about like king arthur and and his you know his men set like just like an action cartoon. Uh, nope, that is not what this is really about at all. I was no. I was surprised by the <laughs> premise of this. Incredibly surprised. We'll, we'll get into all that more here in a minute once Nick tells us the world's history with the topic. Yes. Well, the world's history with King Arthur and the Knights of Justice was fairly brief. It was created by Jean Chalopin and produced by Golden Films. Uh, I'm learning French, so I should really uh, be able to pronounce this. Uh, cre- creativité et développement. Uh, pretty sure I butchered that. Uh, hopefully, Juliet never listens to this episode. <laughs> and uh, Bobot Entertainment. That one's easier. Fun fact, it was also co-created by Diane Erskinazi, but also Avia Rad, who you might also know as frequent executive producer and founder of Marvel Studios, the little indie company that it is. And thus ends the fun facts. The first episode aired in September of 1992 and ran for two seasons for a total of 26 episodes before fading into obscurity after December of 1993. Yep. Also, there was apparently a video game. There there was Um, that seemed to like wrap up the series. And oh, that's good to know. Uh, because it definitely ends on sort of like, who knows what the heck's happening. Uh, I do just to set the tone of our conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to read the reception section sure. of the wiki article it. Uh, because it might surprise you. This To me, this show almost feels like Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Anyway, let, let me let me let me read it. The show has been ranked first on the list of, quote unquote, the 10 most ridiculous adaptations of Arthurian legend back in 2009 and, quote unquote, the eight mostly forgotten 90s cartoons back in 2011 by website Topless Robot. Uh, free the nipple rope, topless robots, as well as, quote-unquote, 15 most WTF adaptations of King Arthur by Screen Rant in 2017. Conversely, writer Mark McRae gave it a positive review, quote-unquote, thanks to Shallow Pen's creative touches, which included a great premise, exceptional storytelling, and beautifully drawn animated characters. Not a single negative review in this i am sure uh, totally biasedly written wait, section of oh, okay there's most of those are not even reviews they are simply it was included on a list that had to do with forgotten cartoons ridiculous arthurian legends and weird adaptations like, but like number one so i mean like it is the best of the of, what the heck of is the going 10 on. most ridiculous adaptations so it was the, considered the most ridiculous <laughs> Which says it's memorable. I just wanted to put that out there to serve to to begin the conversation. So, David, uh-huh. what you you've given a hint of what you thought, but what did you really think of King Arthur in the Knights of Justice? So this was a show. Let's say this 
early because it's very obvious when you look at it. This was a show that was made to sell toys. Uh, there, there's really no other purpose. It's it's in the existence of He-Man um, and G.I. Joe. You know, it is set in Arthurian times, but like they are designed in ways to be individual toys and they're horses and carts shoot missiles that were very obviously supposed to be like, you know, attached in and shot out. I mean, as the a future history teacher, you must know that horse missile shooting horses was absolutely a thing in the middle ages. Okay. Well, I've got some news for you. <laughs> Does it look, I think it's dumb to dive too much on the logic of kids shows. That's not going to stop me in this episode though, because <laughs> I, I'm gonna, uh, I'm really gonna give this one a once over. So viewing it from that lens of it was made to sell toys, like I can't go too harsh on it of what my judgment of it is. I don't, I don't want to give final thoughts already here at the beginning. Um, <laughs> it seems like a strong candidate for giving, like starting with the final thoughts, but, but go on anyway. Yeah. So I guess, I guess where we'll start is, like I said, I was very surprised by the premise which is that King Arthur and his men are gone. They are trapped in the Cave of Glass by Morgana. And uh, Merlin and the Lady of the Table, who's like supposed to be like the Lady of the Lake, I guess, uh, they're like, we got to get some good men. Like, at some point in history, there are other good men. Uh, and they all happen to be a football team called the Knights. Their leader is Arthur King... Quarterback, I mean. Quarterback. Do well, you call him a leader? Or quarterback's yeah, quarterback's like, like the leader, leader of the football of... team. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't really know sports that well, but that's my understanding. Uh, all sports nerds, please let me know in which ways I might be wrong. And so he uses his magic to bring them from the future, from the, the 90s. It's there from present day, it seems. Which seems like things are going okay, yeah. just to be clear. If, if everything's already happened, the future seems okay. Right, Other right. than climate change, but otherwise it's fine. Yeah, so it brings them back. <laughs> and can we, can we talk briefly about the scene where they get brought in, where they are, so they have their, like, their, it opens with them on a football match, and they win, and they're like, ah, we're so great, and then cuts to them in their bus that is being driven by one of the players. There's yeah. no one else. There's, like, no adults, because they're, like, presumably... A college team, a high school. It's a little unclear. I never. Yeah, I was not clear on where they were. But even if they were life. professional, they would have like a team of people with them. But one of the one of the players is driving the bus, and then like this the whole this rainstorm starts, and then this hilarious animated sequence of the bus crashing into things, which is just like the bus touching it, bright flashes on the screen, and then the bus <laughs> undamaged. The bus is completely undamaged, just moving ne- towards the next obstacle. And right. Then- and also, just to be clear, that the only reason the bus careened off the cliff was despite being informed of the rainstorm and visibly being able to see it, Arthur, the, again, the quarterback, Arthur King, Arthur yeah. King, yeah. told the bus driver slash fellow player, don't worry about it, take this shortcut. Even though the player protested, he said, do it anyway. And then they proceeded to almost die slash end up. I'm not convinced they didn't die. I mean, why does none of them? It could be a whole like last second fever dream before death. None of them like think to themselves like, well, obviously we crashed and this is a collective hallucination or this is what I'm thinking is happening just as we're about to die. They, They get brought to Camelot, get told like, here's the deal. Merlin's like, look, I pulled you out of your lives. You're going to be King Arthur and the Knights now. And they're like, great. This is <laughs> just what we wanted. There's like some like hesitation concerns, but otherwise it's just sort of like, like it, for the first five seconds. And he's like, but just to be clear, you don't really have a time to decide because Lady Guinevere, the wife of King Arthur, has been kidnapped and she needs to be rescued. And they're all like, hot babe, let's go. <laughs> the, the wife and then they of get King... magical suits. Oh, we're oh, we're gonna get to the magical suits. The <laughs> wife of King Arthur, that Merlin is like, now you, Arthur King, she will be your queen. <laughs> like, because you are sitting in Arthur's seat, she is, by the transitive properties of Camelot's laws, I guess, now your wife. 
She is beauty and love. She is Guinevere. She is your queen, Arthur. Yeah, they did not think that part through. Like, as a kid, I probably totally glossed over that. Andrew, I have a really warped perception of um, how marriage works, uh, which is unfortunate for Juliet because we're getting married. Um, but, okay, but really, like, they, a bunch of adults in an animation room or whatever production company were like, this is fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't, you don't, don't think fine. about it too hard. And I, and in, in, in any of the episodes beyond that first episode, I don't remember ever seeing Guinevere again. So she does. I guess it was a non-issue. I think she comes back. I, she, she was definitely in one of them. But I mean, because I have a screenshot. I don't think it was in the first couple of episodes because I took a couple of screenshots. And one was, or maybe it was at the end of the second episode. We're just going to jump to the second episode real quick to explain like why this only gets worse. So they do rescue Guinevere. Guinevere apparently does like acknowledges that Arthur is acting weird, but it's just like battle changes people. Yeah, they're like, they're like, like war, war is hell, war changes <laughs> man. Apparently, war makes you start spouting football references. Sure. <laughs> um, but also, also, as almost like a reward. So they're all celebrating in the great hall or whatever. And Merlin just summons a bunch of other maidens mm-hmm. to come into the room to celebrate with them, which is so problematic. Merlin knows how to party. He's like, Mer- I brought some Mer- women. Here's some drugs. Oh my God. There's no drugs in this show, but I just, you know, I it's so basically what I'm saying is that Merlin might be a pimp. It's not confirmed. Oh, the, oh that mo- almost most definitely. But, but most, <laughs> he's definitely got a side hustle and he's a terrible person. I mean, Merlin, I've been finding a lot more media where Merlin is like kind of neutral and or like chaotic, I don't know, I'm trying to use D&D terms here. Like he's not in my mind as like a child Merlin is always sort of like the good-natured wizard who's like helping the 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 good guys and in sense he is. But in this case like he's a total scumbag. He doesn't ask for the football player's consent before tearing them through time. Uh he I guess convinces them. I don't know why they go along with it per se to lie about their identities. And also I think King Arthur or Arthur King is the only one that's technically assuming an identity everyone else goes by their their regular nicknames that i don't think line up with the nicknames but, of, or the names of the actual knights of the round table except for sir sir lance or lancelot does he just go by Lan- i mean i, I guess mean, he, if you just call he him does lance, but, like, like, ah, but that's the closest that's weird lancelot never liked being called lance <laughs> um Merlin, Merlin uh, is more hands off than Zordon, and Zordon was in was a, a floating head in a glass tube, and yet he was more present for the Power Rangers than Merlin is ever for the Knights of Justice. Right, but really, like you can't go back until Morgana's defeated. And, and you, but and, clearly, I mean, clearly the the, regu- the original Knights of the Round Table are somewhere. They they know the name of the place of apparently where they're kept at least presumably merlin probably has enough magic mojo to like go and rescue them like they just have to stage an assault and boom they're done but no they can't go back until morgan is defeated it's worse than that because they have to gather the 12 keys of you know whatever oh that's right which means he brought them there with no immediate plan to like send them back if they had been like no we're not gonna do this find 12 other people they right. they were straight up just kept there against their will. Of, I mean, of course they had to agree to it. What other choice did they have? Imagine if Marilyn just went into like the Twelve Angry Men movie and just like plucked them as the new the I'm, new now, knights. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> I, Merlin yeah. might as well have just been like, "You're now the Knights of the Round Table, and I'll see you in six months," and just walked out of the room. Right. He is in a couple of the episodes, extra episodes I watched. There was one episode where like. He has a cold, which apparently, mm-hmm. like, having a cold affects your magical prowess. Of course. Um, and he was otherwise mostly useless in that episode. Um, yeah, Merlin is a shit. <laughs> it's not the shit. He is a shit. It's true. Um, so, yeah. Th- so, just, just to sum it up, football team pulled from the present. Apparently... They're the best the future has. Right. Yeah. Probably hundreds of years. They're the best we got. They get forcibly taken to the past. 
um, told that they are now the Knights of the Round Table. And then they also have to assume the identities of the same people that they're replacing. Um, and then run a kingdom. Yeah. They, slash yeah, protect right. it. They have to live the everyday lives of From them. basically Decepticons and or Skeletor uh, uh, henchmen. Um, and that's 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 basically where... Though everyone, I, I'll, I will give Camelot this, everyone is super cool with a couple of black guys walking around. It in, is very in, in and an Asian guy and, and an, an Asian guy. That's true. Uh, I mean, they're Who's very like the super super smart one. Yeah, there's the some stereotypes, and they were definitely all voiced by white guys, and that's not great. Especially when you get to the Purple Horde in season two. Oh boy! Oh, the Purple that, Horde. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, David, you wanted to talk about the suits. Yeah, well, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the whole thing of them getting into the suits because. It is like it is meant to sell toys, so they all have their own armor and their own abilities. And uh, when they, oh man, <laughs> this is a, this show. When they <laughs> decide to like put on their suits or go out to fight, they have to say this creed. And I meant to look up the creed, and I'm actually really upset I don't have it in front of me because they say that they are going to fight the evil. That is part of the creed, is that they are fighting the evil. And we are the Knights of Justice. We pledge fairness to all to protect the weak and vanquish the evil. Just, what's, okay, anyway. And then once they say that, the table like raises in the air and they get on their, you know, their suits that they're going to go fight the warlords. And, uh, oh, the warlords. I mean, the whole, that whole situation. The knights versus the warlords. It's just so ridiculous. And the only one that I even want to talk about, I mean, Viper, we can mention briefly because he's very obviously supposed to be the Cobra commander of this whole situation. Uh, but the only one that I liked, and that's only because of his voice, is Blackwing. Because Blackwing talked like this. And I just love any... Uncanny any bad guy because like there's a scene in the first episode where he grabs guinevere he's like i'm going to take you to our lady morgana and i i laughed because i wasn't expecting <laughs> that voice to come out of him you're coming with me guinevere away wench your queen is going to castle morgana but he also has the dopest armor out of everyone yeah oh you don't, you don't like flying the, medieval you bird man you don't like the guy with hammer hands oh yeah hammer hands Meh. Meh. Um, yeah, the warlords are actually I don't really there's justify really them to, to me, Nick. Them. Justify their existence to me. I can't justify they're Morgana's lieutenants or whatever in her war of evil. Um, they all have their little motifs kind of to in contrast to King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Um, which I don't think was a formal. I think they just kind of chose that name. No, everybody, everybody rem- refers they, they, to them as the Knights of they Justice. They do, but I don't remember if Merlin was like y'all the Knights of Justice. Now I think it was just like we are the Knights of Justice. But that's their creed. They have to say to, to make the table change their clothes. What a sentence. sentence! I was gonna say that is brand new sentence. Maybe, um, yeah, the warlords are. I mean, they're your your typical bumbling. Um, despite basically failing every single episode, Morgana continues to put her trust and future ambitions in their hands. And and they made um, them they made them not humans. They're made of stone, so that they could get blown up and dismembered and, and just put back together. Are, and it's just fine. Are they all stone? Like I know the apparently the bird a bird apparently a stone person with bird wings flying around is a. Uh, Anyway, I should suspend my disbelief. <laughs> right, that's where that. the, uh, that's As I'm where saying it, I'm like, apart. oh, I should, I should stop. I should stop worrying about that. Um, How much lift okay. was he generating with those wings to get off the ground? <laughs> it's an unladen swallow. So the suits. Let, let's go back to the Knights of Justice. The suits. Let's just start. King Arthur. He can summon Excalibur from his chest plate. Cool. Excalibur. He can summon. Be my a, something. What does he say? Be my. Power, courage. I'll be my power. I think, yeah. I was going to say Excalibur, be my shield, but that doesn't really work if it's a sword. Excalibur, be my strength. Um, he has a shield. Speaking of, that he can summon a dragon, which feels like something. For example, do that all the time. In in the last episode, when they're trying to free 
so-and-so's uncle's castle from Morgana and her troops. They what they actually come up with is basically so Morgana summons like a snowstorm um that blankets excuse me the area in snow and they come up with the very clever idea of building a ski ramp <laughs> uh and then basically sledding and skiing their way into the the strongholds which is hilarious but arthur has the ability to summon a freaking dragon from his shield and he didn't just hop on it fly in and blow the place up the dragon is the most useful thing and it's only used maybe like once an episode there is also a, a part where they have to go get one of the keys from this giant and so they're like sneaking into his house and while they're trying to sneak in there there's this giant worm that attacks them so he summons the dragon to take care of it and the dragon burns the worm alive then this like protracted long sound effect of the worm dying, which was quite horrifying. And all I could think of, like the dragon's just standing there with this smile on his face, just enjoying watching it burn to death. Sounds like a dragon to me. It's dark, man. It's, it, is the, it is a weirdly dark uh, and possibly uncomfortable show in intended and unintended ways, maybe. Um, but okay, that explains King Arthur's suit. Let's get to Brick. Brick. The guy's name is Brick. <laughs> he wears of armor brick. with a brick motif. This, this is, this is. I think honestly, this is the part of King Arthur and Knights of Justice that pops into my head every once in a blue moon. As it should. Amazing. So Brick suit of armor, brick motif on his well, arm. Because we should say that most of them have animals. Like some of them have like a falcon or like right. a jaguar or, or like a ram, right. something like that. Brick's got a brick, and Brick. And also, so like in the same way King Arthur can summon Excalibur from his chest, everyone can kind of summon something, usually from their, their chest plate or their shield, uh, like summoning a giant ram or whatever goat thing that uh, doesn't matter. Right. Anyway, Brick. Brick. The true hero of the show, because Brick summons a freaking brick wall yeah. out of his chest. That's his power. He summons a brick wall. I love it. I freaking love it. it it was the most ridiculous one i could not believe that was like they had gone through all these different powers they had gone through all these different animals like okay what else like well what should we do a lion well no we already have like this thing and like they just obviously ran out of things i think somebody jokingly said brick and they wrote it down and and then uh forgot to change it when they sent it to to be animated it was like oh no <laughs> oh no but Thankfully, the world was gifted brick. I'm pretty sure that Tone's accent got thicker as the show went on. Because there's there's one character, Tone, who is supposed to be Italian. And I, I swear I didn't notice any accent in the first couple episodes. But then in the last episode of the first season, when when he has a vision that his mother is about to die on uh, in a hospital and he's like i have to get back to go see her like his he suddenly has like this very thick accent but let's just let's take a minute to talk about this dark episode where he sees his mother in the future about to die and they go to go see her and the, the, they show up and the dad's like where have you been he's like there's no time to talk i have to go see mom and like what happened to her and the dad's like a drunk driver hit her that is what was wrong with her. And w then when he goes and talks to her, she like wakes up out of her coma and the doctor's like, good job, son. He's like, great. Glad you're okay, ma. I'm out of here now. And just takes off again. <laughs> wow. It's dark. It's dark. Like the, it's not dark. even, not even like, and this is one of those things too, where like their timeline is running parallel with the future. It's not like, I'll put you back where I grabbed you from. They've been gone for months. And and the dad's even like, well, nobody knows what happened to the football team. Like, they're dead, man. At that point, they're dead. They're not missing. Their bus is gone. They're dead. Right. Right, right, right. Wow. Yeah. King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, man. Hey, you brought this King here. Arthur. I did. And so here's the thing. It's not a good show. Oh. I I I, I just started jumping ahead, but just but it sorry, I shouldn't say that. It's a fantastic show. It doesn't make sense. It 
has a lot of problems. But don't we all, if anything, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice is a show that sort of represents humanity as a whole. Okay. Some of us, some of us can summon Excalibur from our chest. Some of us can some of us can what? summon a brick wall. I don't know. I'm trying to find a way to go deeper with this show. Don't we I all have a spirit nothing. animal inside of us? And isn't for some of us that spirit animal a brick? <laughs> It's a brick. Oh my god! Is that it's almost be our like first from Ninja Turtles, where it's like everyone's got this ancestral animal DNA, and, yes. and they turn into like a rhino or a warhog, and then someone just turns into a brick. Like yes. my family lineage dates back to the, to, the to, bricks, bricks of the 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 Mesozoic era or something. Oh, is this going to be our first T-shirt? Like my spirit animal is a brick. It could be just a brick. It could be. Uh, so, well, Sir Brick, Sir Brick, and Sir Phil. I, hold on, let's just go through the names real quick. Sure. King Arthur, yeah, fair, or fine, Arthur King. fair enough. Sir Lancelot, Lancelot's always there. He's the he's the chum. Sir Tone can't even call a guy Anthony. They call him Tone. He's the one with the thick Italian accent, as we said. Yeah, always Sir Trunk, pizza pie. Uh, yeah, not. Uh, <laughs> that's I love the Italians. I should. <laughs> I'm not a racist. <laughs> Uh, Sir Trunk, who is not Trunks from Dragon Ball uh, Z, unfortunately. Uh, Sir Wally, who is not the one with the uh, with creating a wall. He just has a falcon, so whatever. Uh, Sir Brick, <laughs> the great great old Brick, um, who also is best friends with Wally. Yeah, I love that that little the, detail. The brick and Wall are best friends. Yeah, we're looking at we're we're both looking at the the Wikipedia article right now. That's a detail that they decided to include. Uh, Sir Phil. Hi guys. Sir Darren. Hi, I'm Sir Phil. Sir Gallop is the ladies' man. Oh, Gallop yeah. constantly thinks of women, though is also very respectful towards them. Debatable. His, debatable. His chest plate houses a pike with a spike ball on the end, and his shield houses a two-headed hound. In season two, he dates the peasant girl called Catherine. Lots of details. But I don't think Catherine is actually a peasant girl because she's like the the niece. Of a of a dude who owns his own castle, something or other. Let's not get apparently hung up on was Catherine, man. Chummy enough to to for Merlin to make apparently secret magic walls in said uncle's castle for her to play in as a child. That doesn't sound like a peasant to me. Uh, the show does occasionally foray Wait, into after school special territory. There's Coco. also you, oh, you I'm sorry, Sir we ran it. We'll jump back to that. Sir, Sir Breeze and Sir Zeke, and I want to read this little sentence from Sir Zeke. A certified genius. Zeke is the least seen of the knights. Ah. And Zeke is the, let's just be clear, he's the uh, the Asian. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so. where, where with that white guy is doing a slight uh, racist accent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. the after school specials, yeah, which um, started after in the school. second season. <laughs> like, hey, don't, don't pollute a river. <laughs> Right, yeah, there, there's some random stuff there, like let's share our food with 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 the townsfolk or whatever. But even like in the episode, in the 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 the, the series finale, for all intents and purposes, they they kind of go with the whole like misogyny is bad thing. Well, let's just be clear, misogyny is bad. But you have one of the knights who is just like so. Catherine, whose uncle, the castle's under siege, has been taken over by Morgana. She's apparently the only way for them to access the castle through a secret door which ultimately actually doesn't really help them that much anyway which is unfortunate um and another night i don't remember which one it was basically it was like we can't bring a girl you know girls aren't supposed to you know whatever he goes on like a bunch of just like your typical bravado misogyny woman woman apparently can't do anything remotely action oriented and catherine for the most part proves him wrong and by the end of the episode he's like oh, i'm such an idiot um women are know. people too <laughs> right like <laughs> yeah so, ex- so the, anyway so that's where i learned misogyny was bad that's that's age. where that's started nick down <laughs> that's, a path that's that how day. i learned to respect women was because it was of because of this show now it all makes sense um no, to just be clear, I was I was raised uh, to respect everyone. Yeah, no uh, one was no one was bringing that into question. No one, man. no one, no one learned uh, anything from King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. So one of the I'd, I'd be curious if anyone did, if anyone was like, you know, because be... for example, like I, I'm pretty sure I learned it in school, but I always think of like in Pokemon, 
when uh, in one of the early episodes, and we were pretty, we we're still in elementary school when Pokemon came out, mm-hmm. and there was a whole like water conducts electricity, like that's how Pikachu, I think, like um, enhanced their electric power to take out an Onyx, which is still bullshit. Just <laughs> to be clear, that the on like just because just it's he, covered he, in Pikachu water. could electrocute better doesn't mean that a freaking rock monster is going to go down. I digress. Um, but I did in my mind for a really long time, I always thought back to that episode about water conducting electricity as me potentially learning that from Pokemon, which maybe says more about the um, public education. Yeah, I think I think it's telling us that you were raised and taught by television. But weren't we all? We were 90s kids. Yeah. Um, our parents you know, couldn't be bothered. We, we, I think we turned out okay, David. Right? Like we're we're fine. We have jo- jobs. We or actually, sorry, I just realized that one of us has a job. Hey, one of us out. is studying to have a job. Look, our you are studying could... to teach kids that water. Okay, yeah. you're not going into science, but you are the person that's going to have to dispel. Yeah, look, the things that King Arthur and the Knights of Justice teach our, them, our parents. Or, or, enforce them oh i'm never gonna bring this up to my students no 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 our, our <laughs> parents had things to worry about like the gulf war like they you know that's like yeah just go watch these tv shows that'll be fine i want to mention real quick uh because obviously we've mentioned that the women in this show you know not the most fleshed out characters of the whole ordeal and most of them uh, were voiced by one woman kathleen barr i just want to shout out kathleen barr she was guinevere and the lady at the table and queen morgana and I think some others on this list as well. But I just wanted to bring her up because I, I was looking her up here. And she was the voice of Kevin and one of the Kanker sisters in Ed, Ed, and Eddie. So oh, there's, throwback. Some, there's some connection there as well. And a, apparently a bunch of horses on My Little Pony. But I wouldn't know because I've never watched it. And also, oh, I don't remember her name in Reboot. I don't remember any of the characters aside from Bob. I don't remember anyone yeah, from Reboot, boy, that, which that, feels like a show that oh, should be on this be, show at some point. That will be someone's, on here. Someone's going to bring it on. And we're also going to... Oh, we have to do the Guardian Code on From the Grave. The Guardian Code Guardian was the reboot. Code. The horrible, horrible reboot of Reboot. <laughs> okay. I don't <laughs> remember. I, I don't know if I ever watched that one. Oh, I do remember no. Reboot. I don't think like you did. It came out just a few years ago. Oh, that's so, fair. So, uh, by the end of the series... Nothing's resolved. Nope. It's possible that to this day, the football players are still in medieval times defending Camelot. Well, the real Knights of Justice or whoever, whatever, round table, are just chilling in a cave. They're they're trapped in that glass cave. Well, according to the video game, they get back home. Oh, right. The video game. Okay. I really didn't look anything up on the video game, um, but you're saying that it, it... actually resolves the plot line uh, they reach morgana's castle and defeat her in dragon form thus obtaining the last key of truth in the game's ending sequence the party members are congratulated by the real freed king arthur and merlin uses stonehenge to send them back to their era uses stonehenge look man okay. <laughs> of all um, the things we've talked i wonder about. i wonder how guinevere feels like at what point does she realize that she hasn't been with her husband this whole time but also like is it a dead bedroom like is she wondering why king arthur like they, they're never intimate anymore or anything like that like why That's why is question. arthur always weird around me yeah or well no that's that's real dark i don't want to think about arthur king taking advantage of the situation i'm gonna put my own headcanon in here that he was like and now we have separate chambers and we'll see each other at state dinners only but we're not gonna get divorced for the kingdom because they they need us we're the rock our marriage is keeping games, this kingdom games together. Games of Throny or something. I, there's a part of me, this sounds terrible, but like a part of me wants like the Game of Thrones version, like the HBO version of King Arthur and the Knights of Justice because the show's problematic and problematic stuff happens in HBO shows. And I just, I mean, I think I just want to see like a Game of Thrones budget creating a magical brick wall. Actually, <laughs> out, of, out of everything, I just want to see a... Well, we did uh, see the wall in game of thrones which some allege that sir brick that's, that's created sir, they the say sir brick wall. built this wall <laughs> yeah, if you go back you, if you, you watch when like when uh when Tyrion and and john are walking along the wall Tyrion's like and they say it was sir brick who first started the wall 
You're right. I I do now that I'm thinking about it. I remember I remember that scene. I didn't realize that King Arthur Knights of Justice was a prequel to Game of Thrones, but yeah. now I'm happy. George R. R. Happy Martin was heavily influenced. <laughs> Obviously. Oh my god! I'm just looking at a a picture of the the game now. It looks. Uh, it was apparently very bad. Speaking of fine. bad, these toys suck for a show that was meant to sell toys. It seems like there was not a lot of them. Um, or they had no value to collectors, so people didn't keep many of them. But they're also pretty boring looking. Yeah, yeah. When you sent me a picture of it, I was like, that stinks. Oh, no, my childhood. Like, like it basically looks like a glorified McDonald's toy. Which is weird how much, as children, we really wanted that McDonald's toy. Oh, yeah. And, like, they're all crap. Uh-huh. I remember... Uh, I think it was Burger King did this series of Dragon Ball Z toys that is just like plastic and toys is a, is a loose term here. Um, but it is just a figure of the different characters and they're all like, they're supposed to look like little statues. So they're all like this gray kind of stonish. Um, if I find a, I'll be able to find a picture and I'll, I'll put it up on our, our Twitter feed. Why did I say it like that? Why do I swear I know how to pronounce that word anyway? Uh, they're very cheap. Twitter, um, like what's like one of those bad, you know, badly written movies of like, oh, kids are on the tweet book, (laughs) but the they go on like these little stands that like lit up, and they're very cheap and stupid. But I had to have all of them to the point that they released them on like the official Dragon Ball Z store, and I begged my mom. To, to buy the last one I didn't have, which was like Gohan or Piccolo or something like that, to spend more money than this thing was ever possibly worth just so I could have all of them. And they immediately like went into a bin somewhere. And I have no idea what happened to them. Well, much like the Pokemon, the gold-plated Pokemon cards that came in uh, plastic Pokeballs. Do you remember those? Mm. Sounds vaguely familiar, I'm sure. Oh, those ones might actually have like some sort of value today but yeah those were things like i had to have and then didn't care about once i had them while we're going down the anecdote train path tunnel anecdote tunnel anyway uh speaking of uh fast food toys because that's the topic we're on now because we've given up on king arthur knights of justice what else is there to say i remember being in boston as a kid my brother was there it may have been my mom and my dad or my mom and her partner. I forget the exact timeline. Um, but I think I got, there was the, the McDonald's or something were give, like the, the toy was like basically a bird feeder, I think. And we ended up, anyway, we spent the day in Boston. We're going home. We're in the train or on the train um, platform about to board. And my brother's bird feeder falls between the, tr- the tracks. Um and actually, that's the story. I, for some reason, like as I'm as I'm about to tell the story, I'm like, I remember this really dramatic moment with a with a fast food toy, and then I realized it basically it fell through the the between the tracks and the the train, and uh, my brother was sad, and I gave him my bird feeder. Oh no, uh, that's such a tragic story. It's a really tragic story. That's super, just kind of meh. Anyway, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Uh, what is... else do we have to say? Um, I mean, we can talk about, we can talk about, and I, I'm, I don't want to, but we probably should mention the purple horde. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which was this purple horde group Um, that of Asian warriors that show up in the second season, obviously meant to sell more toys and are just racist caricatures of the Japanese. Yes. Yeah. That's. The kind of sense of, it, it's an interesting episode when they, I mean, they, they're basically introduced as antagonists, sort of, but like neutral, sort of like they kind of, their their goal upon arriving in Camelot is to just take over the land. Um, but they do hit upon certain elements like honor and all of that, like King Arthur or Arthur King and the leader of the Purple Horde, a Chang, I think his name was um duel yeah, and and chang honors the 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 results of the duel they also the the purple horde also teams up briefly uh with morgana's forces but basically much like the knights uh the the major purple horde figures that we see not much of a horde to be honest there's like, like five, five of them <laughs> it's more <laughs> right? it's more a loose um, collection 
you know, one person wields nunchucks, another person has a katana. Uh, I forget what the other stuff was, but anyway, it's bad. It, it was it was bad. I'm presumably all voiced by white white men. Is there more to say about the purple horde other than this is bad? No. Is there is there much else to say about the show in general? We're getting close to the end of our I, time here. Do you have anything else? Because I mean, I, I realistically could just kind of keep going one by one through every little instance, but I won't. Yeah. No, it's it's true. And it's like the Purple Horde is bad. At the same time, it was an interesting creative decision to sort of take in something that's not like they, they for they like they mixed in usually was considered like a different element of, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, med- medieval times of that period. Like you don't usually see um, Asian. No. F- force, whatever. I don't know what you want to call it. Like it, mixed mingling with sort of like the, the stereotypical European medieval fantasy element. So I, I did think that was a little bit inspired from the thought, from the initial thought, but then it just went downhill from there. Um yeah. So yeah, it didn't it didn't go well. Anyway, final thoughts. King Arthur and the Knights of Justice uh was an A for effort, maybe. That's where you're landing. That's where you're coming to it. It's tough because it's a show, like I said, I mean, child Nick thought it was cool. He's been wanting to summon a brick wall ever since. Thanks, Sir Brick. But like it, it really I think it's a great example of something that we've brought on this podcast because like I, I'm I'd like to think I'm such a different person now from whenever I watched it in the early 90s, um, allegedly. Uh and it's it's clear it hasn't aged well. It may have not even it, it didn't probably even come out well. Um <laughs> but but as a kid, like I had very little i hadn't experienced that much in terms of pop culture and media and 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 narrative consumption all of that so for me it was just like cool swords dragons brick walls like this is awesome everything and and that's as far as i had to go um but now watching it as an adult i'm like holy crap like we by we i mean sort of like a general we like generational thing we always like see like what the kids are watching today and we're like that sucks you know oh and then but this is an example of like and th- and that's not to say that every child show today sucks i don't watch them so i don't really know. <laughs> but like but to go but to, to think back on my childhood and think of like man king arthur Knights of justice was freaking rad and then it's like hell no this show was garbage yeah for everything that has endured today there's like 12 things around it that were crap and fell to the wayside. And we don't Most know. Most of them were about. probably crap. Oh yeah. Right? You know, even like, even like He-Man and stuff like that. If you go watch it now, it's amusing to watch it, but it's like, this isn't good. You can't objectively call this good. Right. So are you, are you going to watch the rest of this show? Is it worth no. visiting today? No, but I'm sure in a couple of years, you're going to get a long 30-page text of me feeling inspired again to try and reboot King Arthur and Knights of Justice. Years? I'm expecting uh, that tonight. It's honestly very possible. Um, do we, do we want to get into the whole Hall of Memory thing? Cause it, uh, it feels I, like I mean, I think that's what we're Hall doing right thing. now. That's why I asked if you're going to watch anymore. <laughs> or I think. Oh, fair, fair. Just to be clear. So my my thoughts, my my does it belong in the Hall of Memory? Yes, it, yeah. it it does. I feel like very rarely on the show are we emphatically like, yeah, keep it there, keep it there. Uh-huh. Let Sir Brick be the your only thought on the matter and and move on with your life. Um, there's really there's there's just nothing there that hasn't been done better mm-hmm. elsewhere, both back then and today. It clearly was trying to ride on someone's coattails, whether it be like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Thundercats, Transformers, I don't know. Like, they tried. There are absolutely some interesting elements. And maybe not for a kid's show, but I do find the sort of dynamic of being ripped from your time. This is where I'm, I'm just going to start pitching my oh, come on, King Arthur. <laughs> and reboot that. Like, I do think I that like some of the narrative choices are interesting and fascinating. It's a silly show. I mean, don't take it seriously. <laughs> um, 
but I also can't recommend people to spend their time watching it today. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it has two things going for it. It's got any positives. It had a pretty slapping theme song. And yes. the animation was surprisingly decent. Um, the characters mm-hmm. were actually surprisingly well drawn. But everything aside from that, the ideas are there, but the execution is what you expect. And yeah, it wasn't like, oh, for me, this wasn't like the thing that I was waiting for, of like that obscure gem that I missed from my childhood that like totally rules now. It reminds me heavily of the Mystic Knights of Tirnanok, which I'm going to bring to the show at some point, and we'll have a complete reversal on this conversation. Uh, Maybe. But Hall of Memory is is a good place for this to go. Nick, I'm not gonna not gonna fire you from the show. I'm I'm glad you brought it in. We had a fun discussion. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad I can keep <laughs> saved by the skin of your teeth, by the brick <laughs> of your walls. No. Oh man, I I broke I broke through the I I don't know I didn't have anything prepared and I love like they was they were loose bricks stacked together because they would run into them and just they would fall apart immediately. Right. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, brick. Those Little are our brick. thoughts. If you have any, I hope he's memories, doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's doing great. If you out there listening audience have any memories of this show at all, please do let us know. Hit me one more time.com slash contact or hit me one more time or hit me one more pod on all socials. Follow us. Let us know. We definitely want to hear any thoughts you have on this. And uh, hey, also while you're thinking about it, we have a Patreon. Why not to help us out? Nick, thanks for bringing this. Thanks for being here. I'm I'm glad I did. Thank you, David. Where can people find you? Should you as always? Oh, sorry, sorry. I I I paused. You were you were correct to start speaking. It's fine. You can find me on Instagram at palblamshazam underscore art or on Twitter at palblamshazam. If people want to find me, Davlas that is D A V L U Z Twitter and Instagram. You can find me there. And listening audience. Thank you so much for being here today. We do this show for you. We do this show because of you. Remember, you can't move forward if you're always looking back. We'll see you next time. Hey!